Welcome to V2S Radio, a show dedicated to helping domestic violence and human trafficking victims. Through the Stop Domestic Violence Network, V2S Radio serves to offer a safe place where victims no longer need suffer in silence and may find resources they desperately need. For more information, please visit our website at www.stopdv.net. And now, enjoy the show. Hey, Warriors. Thank you for tuning in tonight. It's Anya. Um, I just wanted to say last night I was at Graffiti Junction. Um, Again, we're having it, I guess, one more Wednesday this month. Um, Every Wednesday, Graffiti Junction in Claremont. Um, I wanted to thank our sponsors. Um, Green Swamp Mafia. I met those guys. They were awesome. Um, And it was, they had like bikes and people and everybody was just so nice and friendly um thank you to green swamp mafia fitness cs texas roadhouse biker dog magazine stormy hill and south lake quick quick prints excuse me i'm trying to swallow my coffee right now um okay so tonight is going to be a special on narcissism um many victims of domestic violence might be in a relationship and going on, why this other person, why their abuser is acting the way they are. Um, I didn't discover it until the third time he discarded me. And you guys will learn about whoever doesn't know about narcissism will learn what being discarded means. Um, So we're going to get into it. We have a good show tonight. We have some callers scheduled. Um, We also have a mental health professional calling in. <clears throat> We're going to see if they call in later on. Okay, so I'll get into it. So you meet this guy or this girl, and this person seems so perfect and everything you've ever wanted, anything you've ever dreamed of in a mate. Um, they give you flowers. They treat you like the most perfect person in the world, like you're everything to them. Then all of a sudden you start noticing little red flags, but by that time, it's too late. You're just like, oh, well, I'll let it go. And you keep letting things go until you realize this isn't the person that I met. Something is wrong. Then if you look a little further, you'll notice that they start lying. They lie about everything. They can have green underwear on. You ask them what color they have on, they'll say blue. They lie about the smallest thing. So now you're in this relationship with this person. They're lying to you. First, that should be like the first red flag. Um, They're never at fault. Narcissists hate to be at fault for anything. There's a whole checklist that narcissists have. And it's amazing because they're all different, whatever. But they act the same exact way, the same way. So it's like I'm, I belong to a support group on Facebook um, for narcissists, and you read story after story, and you think they're talking about your partner or your ex. And once you're in the relationship, it's not like any other normal relationship, okay? So you have an abusive relationship, and all narcissists are abusers. And I will say it again. All narcissists are abusers. They are super abusive. Either it's emotional or physical or both. But they're all abusive. 
um, drugs, alcohol, porn. I can name a whole list of things that they do that is exactly the same. Okay, so back to my story, my scenario. You meet this guy or this girl. You're head over heels. Um, What else happens? At the beginning, you're in a honeymoon phase. That's what they call it. They call it a honeymoon phase. That comes to a quick halt. You haven't changed, but that person has. So now you're noticing things, and by that time, it's too late. You're too, you're too caught into the relationship. They keep using you and abusing you and treating you horribly, and you keep treating them good because you're trying to serve them and make them happy and bring back that person that you once met. There is, um, um, who's this lady's name? I, be- I believe her name is Teal Swan, and she has a video posted on Facebook about narcissists and how they keep you coming back and they bring you back in. So by the time you realize something's wrong, you might try to break away from them, but they won't let you. Their number one thing is control. They want to control you. They control everything that you do. They, excuse me. They control everything that you do, um, every move that you make, every phone call. They start checking your phone. They are so controlling, manipulative. They are lying, um, not like any other relationship that you have ever had. And you don't understand why, but you know you want to get out. And you know that you want, you want a better life for yourself. And if there's children involved, it's even worse because your children are being exposed to this. Not only that, but if there is no children involved, these people will try to marry you quick or get you pregnant if you're a female. Um, they want to lock you down and lock you in. So you, they always have a way to come back. They want a new supply. They'll discard you. I mean, there's so many things that they do. And then the person going through this, just keeps reliving everything. It's like you wake up to a nightmare. So when you're sleeping, that is your, excuse me, your only way to relax when you're sleeping. When you wake up is when you're living the nightmare. Insult, belittle, they belittle you. They call you names, everything in the book. They are super jealous. They have no regard for anyone but themselves. When I discovered that my narc was a narc, um, I didn't know. No idea. I just started looking up traits as to why this relationship went south. Why did this go wrong? What happened similar to a psychopath, believe it or not? Psychopaths are not like the Mike Myers or crazy people that you see in movies. Psychopaths are are people that have no regard. Like they can run you over with their car and not even feel bad. Narcissists are known for never being able to say sorry. That's another thing. They can hurt you. They won't apologize. You can beg and plead and you turn into a different person. You turn into a slave for this person. 
and you're not yourself anymore. So um, schedules, I have caller schedules that they are going to tell you unbelievable stories. I don't know if you guys have ever watched Lifetime, but Lifetime movies are pretty, pretty spot on when it comes to like narcissism. Tyler Perry made a movie and it was about a narcissist. I've seen all of his movies. Let me see if I remember the name of this one. It was Diary of a Mad Black Woman. That was an, a really good movie. And you can see that the, the guy in there is a narcissist. But they never used that word. Narcissists were thought of as people that just were overcome. People don't know. When you are involved with a narcissist, it's not just somebody that thinks they're all that and conceited. No. They will turn your life upside down and create a living hell for you. They are dangerous. If you see certain traits that you hear about today during our phone calls, run. I mean, don't turn back. I took mine back six times. Six times. I mean, some people are slower than others, but it took me six times before I realized this guy is hurting me. He's damaging me. And he's hurting my children. My 11-year-old daughter saw the way he spoke to me, the way he treated me. She saw me transform into a different person. She didn't have her mommy anymore. I was a different person. I was always depressed. The victim of narcissist abuse goes through depression. Um, another huge thing that you guys will go through is that you feel like everything is your fault. Why? Because the narcissist convinces you that everything is your fault. They can do no wrong in anybody's eyes. In their own eyes, I mean, you can catch them in a lie and they'll still say, nope. I caught mine. I caught his emails to different women on dating sites. He said, no, that was my brother using my email. Yeah, uh, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> they lie about everything. It's unbelievable. Oh, what else did I want to mention to you guys? So I was, um, hold on a second. I think we have a caller. Caller, are you there? Yes. Hi, who's this? Hi, Eileen. Hi, how are you, Eileen? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good. Thank you for calling in. How can we help you tonight? Um, just um, I was told to call in, you know, support the domestic violence, narcissistic, narcissist, domestic violence. Yes. Do you have an experience with a narcissist? Yes. Wow. So were you in a relationship? Were you married? Do you guys have kids? Tell me about your story. I was married for 12 years, born 13. We have two kids. Didn't even know what narcissism is until 12 years ago. Yeah. I just wanted those things that you learn something, you know, you always learn something new. But I've heard of, I've heard of what narcissists, but never thought it would, you know, I'll have one or it happens to me. That's basically mm-hmm. it. So, so 12 you years, learned. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I, I what did know. you go through for those 12 years? Well, I always get blamed for something I didn't do. Um, 
um, anything happened, like in the past, it gets brought up and stuff like that. And he would literally, uh, I, uh, what do you call this? A porn site. And he would look oh, for yeah. his ex-girlfriends and things like that. And so, like mm-hmm. with my kids, when I would buy them, like during school year, I would buy my kids school stuff and he would get jealous. And he'll start ordering some stuff. And it's like, well, everybody got something. I got me something. I'm like, what's for the kids? Kind of like that. It's more of um, competition. He, ha- he competes with the kids. And I have mm-hmm. my own um, two older boys. They're very successful. And he always puts them down. He puts me down. Down. So all the That's time he was competing with children, with his own children. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. That's just like what it says on, you know, if you were to read it and be a subject matter expert on your own, you'll learn it the hard way. And then everything comes back, you know, you're trying to block everything. So once you start learning something new about narcissism and everything, each word is example comes back, you know, like what happened in the past, and now I know. No wonder he's like that. No wonder, you know, he's always been like this to me and so forth. It was hard for me to accept it. And I cried because it felt um, it felt good knowing what was wrong with him. Kind of like a um, brick coming off one by one off your shoulder and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, did you did you tell him, hey, I, you're you're a narcissist, or did you tell him yes. in a nice way that he has an issue? And how did he respond to that? Um, I confronted him, and I told him, oh, I know what you are. I know who you are. I know what kind of person you are. You're a narcissist sociopath. And he started laughing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a narcissist. Maybe a sociopath. And I told him, what's the difference? They're both the same. So mm-hmm. then I told I and I told him no wonder you always blame me for something I didn't do and you're the one who did it and you can never take any responsibility if everything is my fault and I keep telling him that I learned to you know like I end up learning to bark back because I got tired of being blamed I got tired of being belittled you know I'm like lower than dirt that's how he treats me I got tired of it so every time he says something to me I turn the ter- table around. And then when he gets mad, I just tell him, well, you know, taste your own medicine and you don't like it, but it's okay for you to call me all kinds of names, names and all that stuff. Unbelievable. Yeah. And like you said, they are they are identical. They are all the same, and they all do that. Um, they, they treat you the same way. They always make you feel like it's your fault. Uh, mm-hmm. I thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for your insight. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Take care. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Wow. I think we have another caller. Um, caller, are you there? Yes. Hi. Who is this? This is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. <clears throat> this is Anya. Um, were you in a narcissist relationship, or can you tell me a little bit about your story? Yes. Um, my soon-to-be ex-husband and I had been married for eight years and October 30th um, he packed up without saying a word to me we have three boys together 
Um, mm-hmm. I also have two stepchildren, um, and we had been falling apart the past year, and um, he started to get a little bit more violent, um, breaking glass in the house, and mm-hmm. just all, all out of anger towards me and putting me down and blaming me for everything. I wanted him gone at that time, but he refused to leave. Um, so the day I saw him packing his bags, I just watched. My kids were outside, and I watched him walk out the door. And the next day, the locks were changed. Um, wow. And how did you feel? I mean, well, so you were together, you said, for about a year? Eight eight years. Eight we years. We were married I'm for sorry. eight years, yes. Eight years, and of course, it all started out nice, and he was a great father, and he whined and dined me, and as I look back now, everything was slowly progressing, and I was apologizing for everything every day just to keep some sort of peace in the house, but it was never good enough, and... Did you, you said that he's not there anymore. Do you have closure at this point? Did you, what what did you go through for the eight years? And how do you feel now that he's not around? For the eight years, um, as a progression, I slowly started um, disengaging myself from friends, family, and just pretty much staying in my house with our kids because that's what I was supposed to do in his eyes. And everything about the house was my uh, fault as well. I'm cooking, cleaning, paying bills, taking care of the kids. It was all my responsibility, and I slowly took it all on, and he got used to it. And by... The end of, by the time he left, I was apologizing daily just because I knew if his laundry wasn't done, if dinner wasn't cooked, but yet there's kids running around. We have three very little kids, and Mm -hmm. it didn't matter. He had to have his time, and he had no problem starting arguments with me, and it didn't matter if I cried, if I apologized. I And I felt very alone when, at the point in time that he left, but I was ready for him to leave in my brain. Mm-hmm. Now, when, when narcissists, what they typically do is they isolate you. They don't want you to have friends or family. Yes. They, yes. They, did he do that I to did, you? Oh, 1,000%. I hadn't left my house other than to run to the grocery store maybe with the kids. Um pretty much for at least a year um but it was if I went anywhere and I didn't have a kid with me I was cheating on him right now did he cheat on you because they typically blame you for something that they're doing or that they're capable of doing um there was a point in time where we had split up prior to this and um I found out he had joined a dating site the day after, and he was. I found messages between him and a couple girls trying to meet up with them, and 
think I just kind of pushed that. Uh, he denied it all, even with the evidence in front of him. And for me, marriage meant a lot. And I wanted to try and fix it. I felt like there was a chance. But it just right. went it just went downhill from there. Right. Typically, the people that, just for our listeners, um, what she's describing is is typically people that are involved with narcissists tend to be empaths. Um, we want to fix things. We want to make things right. We're very caring people. Yes. Most, some of us are um, single parents. They they target. It's like we're their prey, and they specifically yes. target people that are sweet and caring and giving, and they will forgive them over and over and over because we are good people. We believe that people can change, but narcissists are a total different breed. They don't change no matter what you do. So how do you feel, Lisa, now that he's not in the house? How have your children been affected by the relationship, first of all? Um, my children, from the day he left, I knew that because the evening he left, um, the kids were wondering where he was, why he wasn't home, and I didn't really know what to say, but I was trying to prep myself. Um, the frustration um, towards our marriage and him really kicked in at that point in time because I realized my kids mentally they did they weren't we didn't sit down with them ahead of time there was no you know giving them any time to absorb what was going on and I didn't really know how to explain it um throughout the time between October 30th and today my oldest son is eight years old, and he has um, dealt with a lot of emotions with it, frustration, anger, and he would take it out mostly on me because I was, I'm their caretaker, and mm. he, at one point in time, I never bad mouth their father in front of them. I mean, I really try not to because I want them, I wanted them to understand that I am not keeping them from him. This is not my choice for them to have a father like this. But mm-hmm. I also wanted, especially my eight-year-old, to kind of form his own um, his own feelings about his father and so each time he would go, I made sure it was very important to me to talk to my eight-year-old about his feelings. And when I would, it would be the two of us one-on-one in a room and just having a semi-mature conversation. And he really took to that. And he's not one to show emotion much, but mm-hmm. he took to it. And almost weekly now, I force him to talk to me Um at one point in time, he was, his dad would tell him things that we need to get back together. It's my fault we're not together. And it disturbed him. So then he would get frustrated with me and tell me it's my fault and he was going with daddy. Mm-hmm. But throughout the time of making him talk about his feelings and really showing him that I care about him and his feelings. Um, 
he has an anger towards his father and once in a while it will come out on me, but he catches himself and he's able to stop himself and say, I'm very sorry, mommy. I'm very angry with daddy, but I don't see him and I have all this anger and I just take it out on you and I don't mean to. So that to me tells me that speaking with him, not yelling, not frustrated, just really asking him about his feelings is something his dad never did. And that really opened my eyes that um, he's seen a lot and he's taken a lot in and they have to be so confused. Children. All in all, my children mm -hmm. are extremely happy now. They are with me a good most of the time. And um, I notice the date times that they do go with their father. They come back a little off, a little angry, a little frustrated. But I give them about a day. We talk, and they're back to their normal selves. And my 8-year-old has uh, made a tremendous turnaround with his um, maturity, his Mm -hmm. way he comes to me and speaks to me about if he's feeling if he's having certain feelings and now I'm working on my five-year-old who was very confused but the night before my um, ex walked out I was laying with my he was four at the time and he randomly told me mommy daddy always um, yells at you and says bad words to you and we hadn't even been fighting that night he just randomly said this the night before and that broke my heart to know that my four-year-old was taking all this in and wow that forced me to stand my ground you know what lisa um i'm gonna put you on hold because i have another caller but i definitely want to touch on the topic of your kids is that okay yes absolutely okay thanks callers are you on the line yes hi who's this Eileen again. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, hi. No problem. Um, I just wanted to say a couple more information. Um, not a lot of people know about narcissism or anything like that. I think the more you you know about it, the better. You know, especially people who are married to one or who are involved to a relationship and everything. It's not one mm-hmm. of those things like everything will be okay. But like I said, I didn't know about it until 11 years later. You know couple years ago when I found out and mm-hmm. um, every um, information that stayed on it like manu- manipulative and all that stuff it's re- really to the T how my husband is and I was just listening to someone about their children yes it affects it affected my children and everything and that's the harsh part and then in the end since you know they're such manipulative person they will do the same thing to their own children because of their narcissistic supply. It's kind of sad. And then trying to find out, like my husband now, never thought it would happen to me. And like in real life, like he's doing all these fiber sex and everything all the way from the Philippines, prompting some girl over there. He wants to bring her here. We're still married. We haven't barely filed for divorce. The worst part is she's a police officer. Wow. So that's kind of like the yeah, that's kind of like disgusting thing that I found out about my own husband. Wow. And yeah. I'm sure that you know are are you like 
getting counseling for this? Are you dealing with, how are you dealing with this now? Because, so, I mean, the ink isn't even dry on your divorce papers, and he's already doing whatever. We've barely been filed. I just filed just recently. He told her that wow. it's on, ongoing, and I did get a hold of her. I got a hold of her and told her everything. I told my husband, yeah, I got a hold of the girl that you promised that you're going to bring her here. Yeah, and basically, at the end, she didn't even know that she was being manipulated. She's like a young kid at 25, mm-hmm. but her excuse, mm-hmm. I'm young, I'm 25. No, you're not. You're a police officer. You're not that stupid. So right. my husband is. So I told her. Exactly. But she, mm-hmm. it finally took her a while after I bombarded her about narcissism and everything. You know, finally she realized what kind of husband I have. And my husband is still trying to get a hold of her. Unbelievable. So, yeah, they always yeah. do that. What they typically do is, um, as the previous caller said, Lisa, she said that she, they broke up and then the next day he was on a dating site. My narc mm-hmm. did the same thing. My ex-narc did the same thing. Um, he left me while I was pregnant. And that same week, he was online on dating sites. And I found out because I found his emails, which he denied. But they typically move on fast because they need a new supply. They're like monsters. And that's what I call them when I'm speaking to people and my friends online. They're narc monsters. They need supply. They need somebody They're to leaking. admire them. And, and always fresh supply. So it's not your loss. It's actually your gain. Um, What I would suggest is to focus on yourself, your kids, and get something positive to work on, something new that you haven't done before, something to occupy your mind so you stay away from him. And don't even worry about what he's doing. Just concentrate on being happy. And I wish you the best of luck. And, again, I thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Wow. That's a lot to take in. Um, I think we're gonna go back to Lisa if she's still there. Lisa, are you there? Yes. Lisa, yes. I was thinking, um, I wanted to address the children because what you what you were saying is so important. Um, I have an eleven year old and Next week sometime, I would like to do a special for children. Um, I, I, want, I want my 11-year-old, and I'm giving permission because I'm her mommy, but I want her to call in and speak to everyone and let her know what she was feeling because children get in the middle of these narcissistic relationships or any abusive relationship for that matter, and they are affected by it. Um, they hold in and then they feel like it's their fault or they have something to do with it. And they don't typically don't like to tell anyone about it. I offered my daughter counseling during my narc relationship and she didn't want to speak to anybody. So it's very hard on kids. And I'm glad that you communicated with your son because that is so important to get them to tell you how they feel. So now that it's all said and done, what what are you feeling? Like, what are your emotions? Do you miss him? Because I know typically we we miss them. The first four times I missed this guy, <laughs> um, I missed him. I felt like it was my fault, and I went through my, my sob story and my crying. And how do you feel now that it's gone and he, he's gone out of your life? Well, it's been about seven months, and... I couldn't feel better in my life. 
every day is not easy, and every day it's not easy to remind yourself not to respond. He's just looking for this because sometimes it just does. But if you catch yourself falling into his trap again, just remember just a moment and get yourself back on track because I promise I feel the most confident and I'm so happy about myself. I couldn't even bat an eye when he comes around. I try to dress very sloppy just so he doesn't even look at me like that. I I couldn't be more happy, more relieved. The tension inside of me of not walking on eggshells in my own house because maybe I didn't do something right is all faded away and that relief itself is huge, huge. Um, I promise there is, my story is nowhere near over, but I promise if you, if you find yourself kind of getting upset or give yourself a little cry or go for a walk, but don't give up if you feel like you've fallen into it just a little bit. Starting in the next day, and for me, music is mine and my kids' therapy. We blast the music and sing songs together, and we have a good time. My kids are happy kids. Um, They are going to have issues with their father, but they get hugs and kisses, and I love you from me every single day, and they know I'm always here for them, and they couldn't be more happy. I, I honestly have not seen my kids this um, calm inside, and I can tell there's a sense of relief for them because we've been. So you on have your happily ever after. That's, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, every day is definitely. I mean, our youngest is almost two, and I have a lifetime of this, but I will get through it all and I have my kids the majority of the time and anything he says about me I don't even respond to Um, I get a little bit more emotional and heated when my kids feelings are involved um, because he does use them but it they only go to him every other weekend if that and I'm okay knowing that they are with me most of the time and don't respond to silly things he says about me being a mom or a person or however he still turns everything on me I just laugh good good because you know that narcissists being like I said in the beginning that they are liars anything that they say or bad so whether they say I love you or whether they say you're a bad mom it's all a lie I mean you can't take anything to heart yes and, and I know that as myself, and that's the biggest thing is that this is just him. And anybody else who wants to believe it, he posted on Facebook how much of a horrible, trashy mom I am, and my town isn't that big, and everybody kind of knows everybody's business. And for the most part, I have I had a few hiccups with Facebook where I would respond back, but for the most part, I didn't respond back. I just sat back and people just started seeing because whoever wants to believe that can believe that, but they don't know me and that's their fault. But in my eyes, I know the mother I am. 
So nothing he says to me about parenting or the person I am gets to me at all. So in closing, what would you say to um, somebody that's listening, that's currently in a narcissist relationship that wants to get out but is scared or um, loves that person and is hoping that that person would change? What would be that message to you? I mean, from you to that person that wants to get out or is thinking about it. These support groups on Facebook have been amazing. It's amazing because the things that we have to go through living with them are hard to believe, hard to believe that things they would do on a daily basis say, blame you for. But you have to get yourself back to the nice, kind, happy person you probably were before, but you have to work on yourself and not worry about what he is saying. It's kind of like when you're in elementary school and somebody's calling you a name and you you can't let it get to you because you have to remind yourself of who you are and honestly, daily affirmations in the mirror work so well, but you have to do it every morning and every night, and I promise the confidence, the knowing that you deserve better is there. Come out. Right. And I thank you so much for calling and giving your insight and, and sharing with us. I mean, you've been awesome. You've been through, sounds like, a lot. Um, but you're doing great. You're a great mom from what I hear. And everything that he told you is a lie. You are. Give yourself a pat on the back. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> you're doing awesome. And um, thank you so much for sharing and calling. Um, thank you I for guess. having this. This is amazing. I, oh, this you're welcome. It's beyond helpful. Thank you. I mean, the support groups that we have on Facebook, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know about narcissism. No. And, you know, they they find out after they've been through hell and then they start looking for answers. So um, hopefully we help them out some, Lisa, huh? I hope so. Just take one day at a time and don't force yourself to expect to wake up the next day feeling different. It's one day at a time and it is a struggle at times, but... It is possible. I promise I'm happier than I could ever be. <laughs> Great advice. Thank you so much for calling, Lisa. Take care. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Wow. So, yes, um, what she said was so true. Like, uh, I can tell you that I am one that was so scared to leave. And like I've said before, it was for financial reasons. At the beginning, the first three or four times that he left was because I loved him. I hadn't loved somebody like that in years. And, you know, I'm getting older. So, I, I you know, I thought he was the one and I was devastated. But now that I, I look back and after it's all said and done, I laugh at myself. I remember begging this guy and I'm going to humiliate myself a little here, but I'm being honest with you. Like, I remember getting in, on my knees in the middle of the street, begging this guy not to leave me, Cajuns, of course, throughout the last year and a half, 
but begging this guy on my knees in the middle of the street not to leave me and my kids because we he knew that he had control over me, that we were going to be in the street. We're going to cut to a song, and um, I'm going to come back, and we're going to hopefully have some more callers, some more stories, and uh, I guess I'll talk to you guys soon.
David Guetta and Sia, that was empowering. That's what helped me a lot, too, as the previous caller said. There are times when you feel down when you're going through a narcissistic or abusive or domestic violence relationship where you just lose yourself and you just feel like giving up. And I totally recommend to listen to music that lifts your spirits and empowers you and makes you stronger because this one bad relationship is not the end all. I mean, it feels like your world is going to crumble. And But you know what? I'm going to be honest with you guys. Again, there has been many times throughout that relationship that I wanted to give up any way out. I figured I have no family, no friends, no way to support myself. I'm just going to be abused for the rest of my life, and I'm going to have to deal with it because he told me, guess what? You don't like it, do something about it. And he will call me out of my name. I tried. I tried to let go, and I tried to break away, but I couldn't. I wanted to give up. I stood there in the bathroom one time out of many, crying hysterically, and I actually contemplated ending it all. And I said to myself, you're not going to do that. You have three kids. And this is one person, one idiot out of millions of people, billions of people in this world. I'm going to end my, my life and my future and my destroy my for one idiot. No, that's not going to happen. So I want to say to anybody out there that's going through a, a relationship like this, Don't even let that thought cross your head for one person. Something is not wrong with you. Something is wrong with that person. The narcissist or an abusive person, something is wrong with them. Something in their past. People weren't born like this. 
people have gone through traumatic experiences, sexual abuse. I mean, there's so many different reasons why people turn into narcissists and they think it's okay to abuse somebody else when they get older. Certain people are, um, they copy what they see as a child. But then again, you have other people like myself that have been through abuse and want the total opposite, excuse me. I want the total opposite for my children. I don't want to live the life that was given to me as a child. So I, I'm the total opposite of what I was taught as a child. I, I don't even know where to begin. Um, the aftermath, now that it's all said and done, wasn't hard for me this time. But I know that people in my support group are scared to break away. And as, the, as Lisa said, the last caller, she said that it's liberating. She feels free. She feels better. Her kids are happy. And she doesn't regret it. I can say that I feel the same way. I am so glad that he is out of my life. Um, I'm myself again. I am a clown again. <laughs> I've always been a clown. I'm a clown again. I'm able to breathe. I'm able to sleep at night without looking over my shoulder, wondering if he's cheating on me or talking to, to other people or, or going to start fighting with me, wake me up and start fighting with me. That's a horrible way to live. I had an ulcer because of it. I lost weight, um, 25 pounds in two months. I think I told you guys before. My hair was falling out, like, in bunches. I couldn't sleep. Bags are still under my eyes. I just got over this three weeks ago. But it's like a, a whole new life. It's, it's, it's a breath of fresh air not to be engulfed in, like, narc, you know? I call them narc holes because you have like a combination of a narcissist asshole, excuse my language, but uh, that's what we deal with. And the moment that you decide to break free, what I suggest strongly is to get involved in a support group, such as the support group that's on the Facebook, on Facebook. They're, they're all over Facebook. Um, if you don't know about narcissism or you're wondering if your abuser is a narcissist, Look up narcissist abuse, and it'll give you like a whole list, things that we've mentioned in the show, the, the lying, the cheating, the obsession with porn, the, you know, it, the list goes on and on. But um, you can definitely, definitely get a lot of information and help uh, go to counseling, go to counseling, speak to people. Uh, if they if they have alienated you from your family and friends, get those relationships back. Get yourself back to where you used to be, and take control of your life again, because you only have one life, and to live it, it's too short to be unhappy and miserable and controlled by an abuser. You know that you deserve better. So what I say is go out there and live your life and be happy. The most important thing that I would suggest is once it's all said and done, and for those of you who have left the NARC, 
<clears throat> no contact. I was looking up ways to be free of him and how to get him out of my life forever. The best way is no contact. When you have children, that's pretty much almost impossible to maintain no contact with them. But keep your answer short. That's what I do. He asks me for a picture, send the picture. Nothing else. Ask me how I am, no response. None of his business. What are you doing? I, I take my son to see him once in a blue moon. I have to do it this weekend. I'm not even worried about it. The last time I did it, I was on the phone talking to you guys on Facebook and talking to my boss. I was enjoying myself. I paid him no mind. And it got to him. And it got under his skin. Because the response that he was waiting for was for me to beg him back, for me to cry over him, for me to ask him what he's doing. I paid no mind to him. That is the best revenge for all the hell that they've put you through. The best revenge is to do good for yourself. And this is with any abuser, not only narcissists. I, my suggestion is focus on yourself. I want you to <clears throat> regain control of your life, get a job, get a new hobby, join a new support group, make new friends. Your life is not over. Your life is just beginning after all of this is said and done. Um, the number to call, guys, is 917-889-8867. Would love to hear from some of you about your experiences, um, if you need any help. Oh, another thing I wanted to mention to you guys is that we have a counselor, um, the, the wonderful woman that was online, I mean, uh, on a call with us, I believe it was last week, Thursday or Friday, Crystal Rollinson. She's going to be working with us, and she is going to be, you can call in and or message me on Facebook. Let me know that you want to speak to her or that you need counseling. We're here to help you. Our network is growing bigger. Um, we are looking for... We are looking for more sponsors. We are looking for more ways to get out in the community. We are looking for ways to help people. Uh, I went to this event yesterday. Excuse me again. <clears throat> I don't know. I need some medicine to find. Um, I went to this event yesterday, and I was talking to my boss, uh, Brother Tim, and it was, it was a really good experience and a really good time to talk like about how we can make things better and, and about the resources that are out there now. Um, where you live, you can, if you're in an abusive relationship, you can always call 211. 211 is going to give you a list of numbers. They're going to give you resources that are available, free counseling. I don't know what's available in your local area, but 211 is the number to call. If you need, if you need help, if you need resources, with rent, with utility bills, with shelter. Like I said, every place is different from county to county, from state to state. So you never know what you're going to get. Uh, if you're in danger, you guys know what to do. Call 911. Don't wait. Don't wait for, don't forgive the first time, the second time, no. Call 911. Stay safe. Keep your kids safe. If you have children, 
Get out of the abusive relationship. Nobody deserves to be abused. Your parents did not give birth to you to be abused. They did not they did not put you on this earth. God did not put you on this earth to be abused by somebody else and to and to hurt and to and to suffer and to, to have your kids growing up like that. No, it's not worth it. But uh let me see what I wanted to tell you guys in closing. So we have the Father's Day special that is airing on Sunday. Next week, I'm working on some legal stuff. Everything's up in the air right now, but I'm going to have a definite answer for you guys about next week on Sunday. Um, I am definitely, like I said, going to have my daughter, my own daughter, calling in and letting you know, she's going to let you know how she felt during my relationship that was how does she feel when she saw me being abused how does she feel now that he's not around anymore so um we're gonna have some kids calling in next week hopefully and we have friday tomorrow night nine o'clock we're gonna do something called fearless friday don't know right now if it's gonna be every friday but the statistics say that most of domestic violence incidents happen on Friday, Friday night. Why? Because the abuser gets paid. They either spend all their money on bills or alcohol. Either way, they're upset. And who do they take it out on? Us. So uh, we're, <clears throat> excuse me. So we're going to have Fearless Fridays. Then we have the Father's Day special Sunday. Guys, I want you to call in. Domestic violence doesn't only happen to women. I mean, the face typically is a woman being abused because we are known or said to be the weaker, the weaker of the genders. So the women are abused and then all the attention goes on the women. But you know what? I have strong belief that it goes both ways. Guys can be abused too. And I have seen and heard stories of guys being abused. And I want you guys to reach out to me on Sunday. Or reach out to me on Facebook. Um, my Facebook, I also have Anya uh, V2S Radio Facebook. Reach out to me on Facebook. Reach out to me on the website. Talk to me. Tell me about your experiences. And um, I guess that's all I wanted to tell you. No. Again, thank you, that, Tim. That's, that's not all. Anya, how you doing? This is Brother Tim. Oh, excuse me. Hi, I didn't know you were with us tonight. How you doing? Yeah, I jumped <laughs> on. You didn't even know. I see. This is how we move. We move in silence, and you didn't even know I was here. So that's a good thing. I'm, I'm doing great. And um, you know, I heard the two callers that called in, Lisa and Eileen, and yeah. their stories were very compelling. That's why, actually why uh, I jumped on just now. You're doing a great job, and you're getting responses. So. For someone that was a victim a few weeks ago, uh, you are transitioning into a survivor. And I want to say great job to you, Anya, and, and you're spearheading this thing in the right direction. You know, last night we were out at that event over at Graffiti Junction in Claremont. And again, shout out to all our sponsors, Stormy Hill, Harley yeah. Davidson, Fitness CF, Texas Roadhouse, Green Swamp Mafia, what's up, Troy? Uh, Biker Dolls, John and Betty. And last but not least, South Lake Quick Print. 
Bill, the mayor, um, as you know, Anya, you got the first T-shirt. He changed our logo and did something so fantastic. So, Bill, thank you very much. You're a godsend, brother. So uh, if you're listening, we will get together and do, do a lot more things. But again, ladies and gentlemen, the events we're doing every Wednesday, the whole month of June, Bike Night, Graffiti Junction, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. But last night, you know, a lot of people came out. Even though it was raining at first, people did show up, um, which is great. Dustin brought that Harley out there with that 21-inch wheel on it. Dustin, if you're listening, big shout-out to you and your fam. And, you know, Anya, you touched on something this evening that rang true. It, 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 it rang true to the point that people really need to understand the narcissistic standpoint, the viewpoint. And I did a little bit of research on it. Um, narcissism is isolation. A lot of narcissistic people have other underlying issues, including separation anxiety, including uh, inferiority complexes. And what they need to do is become a control system. They want to control everything. They want to control all the money that comes in the house. They want to control all the money that goes out of the house. They want to control everyone in the house, meaning they don't want anybody outside. You know, here are some warning signs. And this just comes from a narcissistic website. If the house is always shut in, locked up, you know, the blinds are always closed. You have no natural light coming in. They're paranoid. A lot, of, a lot of narcissistic people have paranoia issues. Um, that's a warning sign. They want it to where no one from outside can see in. They're always worried about someone coming after them and being around them. And, you know, like Lisa said on the call, she couldn't go to the store unless she had a, a buddy system. She had to have the kids with her. Or the narcissistic person thought she was out cheating. You know, Anya, you said it best. Get your support system back. Get your friends back. Get your family back. Associate with coworkers. You know, I, I don't drink, but I go to after hours for after work, after six o'clock on a Thursday or a Friday, sit for 20 minutes, drink a soda, conversate with some people, and just be a human being. We have eyes, ears, and a mouth for a reason. We're supposed to interact with people. We're supposed to talk to people. And we're supposed to listen to other people. And last night, perfect example. Met a lot of people I didn't meet before. First time, hey, how you doing? Shake hands kind of thing. But there was one particular person and I'm not going to share her story because she's going to come on this radio and do it herself one day. And she shared a story with me for about an hour last night. And I, I, I was blown away. I could not believe what she was telling me that her and her daughter went through at the hands of a boyfriend um, and the child's you know, stepdad or whatever you want to call him. So, again, I'm not going to ruin the story, but that was a narcissistic type of situation. But, Anya, I don't know if you touched on narcissistic rage. 
Have you, have you spoken about that yet? Oh, no, but th- that is something that, yeah, I sort of uh, left out, but I guess that was something that I was thinking in my head was a given. They all have, they, it's, it's, you know what it is? Okay, I'm going to describe a narcissist to you. Really easy. Two words. Big baby. That's it. A narcissist <laughs> is a big baby. That's it. Huge. Um, my narcissist was 30 years old, and mentally he was 13 years old. All he wanted to do was play video games and be a whore. That's it. That's it. When he didn't get his way, he wanted to throw temper tantrums, which is the narcissistic rage. So now what are you seeing online as a specific um, definition of narcissistic rage? Do you see anything on that right now? Uh, narcissistic rage characteristics are very violent. They go from zero to 100 in a fraction of a second. There, it, it's not a buildup. It's an instant flash of anger. And, and you brought up something, childish behavior. When mm-hmm. you're a child, you know, when we were children, you have a tantrum, you, you know, freak out, throw yourself on the ground until somebody says that's enough of that. You grow <laughs> yep. up. You know, you grow up and you don't operate in that manner. See, adults, our first line is communication. We're supposed to be able to communicate in a dialogue, dialogue meaning two people or more. A narcissist will communicate in a tyrant feature, meaning they just bombard whoever they're talking to. They over-talk them. They out-talk them. They shut them up. They shut them down. And they just oppress them and continue to bombard. Would you agree with that? And you know what I noticed? Absolutely. You know what I noticed, though, now that you're bringing this up? And uh, I noticed that narcissists, if if you're a female, because I'm going to speak for myself, and you speak back to a narcissist male, God forbid. They hate that. They hate strong, powerful women. They hate that you have a voice. They hate that. How dare you talk back? That's the type of attitude that you get with a narcissist because they think that they're, they're grandiose. And that's another term that's used to describe a narcissist. They have a grandiose um, um, image of themselves in their head. And they, they, they feel like, like nothing so they want to put you down and make you feel like nothing because then you won't defend yourself. And I noticed it was hard, harder for me. I made it harder on myself when I defended myself. But then at the same time, when I didn't defend myself, Brother Tim, and, and, I, and I just let him talk to me or just ignored him and said, whatever, okay, and I didn't fight back or I apologized, the behavior got worse because now he felt like he had complete control and he can do whatever he wanted. So that's mm. what I found, yeah. Mm. It was horrible. Either way, I lost. Well, no, you won because you put an end to it. We exactly. just said that. When exactly. you're a child and you're having a tantrum, somebody has to put an end to it. And you did. Exactly. And, and yeah. you saw, I think last night you saw a glimpse of the support system that you now have. Yeah, I did. I did. Okay. And I, so, yeah, I had it. nobody before. Mm-hmm. Well, now that's over. So, <laughs> but I don't know if you noticed, a lot of people 
wanted to talk to you, wanted to know more. You know, how did you get out? And, and I said this, I think the last show, if you're driving back in the day, you know, before GPS navigation and everything was on our phones, if you didn't have a map in the car and you got lost, you pulled into a gas station. There was usually somebody sitting in a rocket chair or something. And you said, Hey, how do I get to point, you know, this point pleasant or whatever. And they say, okay, you're going to go down the road a spell. You're going to take a right at the red barn. You're going to go down till you see the big white rock, take a left. And it's right there about a quarter mile down. And that means they've been there before. They didn't have to get up, look it up. They've been there before. They know how to get to it. They can get you in and out, no problem. Well, sometimes we're allowed to go through things so we can have the roadmap to help others get through it. Now, Anya, you have the roadmap to help others get through it. And look what you're doing. I, you know, I, know. I looked at the stats of the listeners on the other shows, and I'm pretty impressed. You, you got a lot of people calling it and, and listening, wow. listening. And those are ears. And they're not just listening for a couple of minutes and clicking off. No, they're staying the entire show, which wow. means you are reaching people, which is the whole point of this. When we met, when you contacted us as a victim and you told me what you did, I said, you know what, radio? Yeah, we, we can we can set something up. Let's do it. And then you were like, well, I'm not ready for that. I said, we have no choice. Either you're in or you're out. <laughs> and you, I remember you looking at me like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I said, you'll figure it out. Take care. I'll call you later. And I remember <laughs> exactly. the look on your face. Like, what just happened? That's called the shock mm-hmm. factor. See, mm-hmm. you could you could have taken the road. Yes, I, I suggest everybody go to counseling if they have an issue. But not only go to counseling, but do what you just said a few minutes ago. Get yourself involved. Reinvent yourself. Create a new you. Get your hair done if you can. Get your nails done if you can. If you can't, take a walk. Feel good about yourself. Change your diet. Do something. Comb your hair differently if you can. Do something that changes who you've been. Do something that changes the way you've been during the duration of a relationship that was horrible. Those relationships destroy you. So you're absolutely right. You need to rebuild yourself. Yep. Destroy you completely. Mm -hmm. No, no, go ahead. No, they destroy who you are. So you forget who you are and you have to not only get yourself back, but like Brother Tim said, build a new you. Have a new outlook. Focus on uh, something new in, in, in your life. Create a new path. When this came into my lap, this radio opportunity, I was like, uh, no, like I'm still broken and looking for help. And he's like, nope, this is what you're doing now. I'm like, uh, okay. But it's been a blessing. Like I've said, every single show. And I still thank you again, brother Tim, because this has been so rehabilitating for me. If I, if I can help one person, 
not to be in an abusive or narcissist relationship or to understand the warning signs or to get out or comfort them after they're out or prevent somebody from hurting themselves because they're being abused. If I can help one person, I'm happy. And and I am I am so fulfilled. I uh, I'm helping somebody. There was a somebody today that I'm really really worried about. She's in another country, and this guy is like gonna kill her. She said it multiple times that he's gonna kill her, and she's planning an escape because he doesn't even let her have her phone. He threatens to shove the phone down her throat if he caught her with it. And he's heard her so many times. She's had enough. She has a six-year-old boy. Um, I am so scared for her. And I feel so helpless because here I am in the United States. She's in another country. What do I do at this point? You know, I tried to get resources for her and, and answers. And all day I've been working on this. And like I've said yesterday at Graffiti Junction, I said to some of you guys, this is not something that we get paid for. Brother Tim is not, you know, supplying me with any money. The organization is not giving me any money. I, I'm still in the bad situation I, that I was in before financially, but on new things. I'm meeting new people, new opportunities are, are coming my way. So I know things are going to change pretty soon. And it's obvious that, you know, me meeting Brother Tim and the Domestic Violence Network and now having this radio responsibility and reaching out to you guys was not a coincidence and I'm not just lucky no that 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 was faith and that was praying and like I was telling you guys before stay in faith stay positive forget about whatever the abuser is doing focus on yourself and staying positive and you will be rewarded for being good that's how it, that's just how life works the bad people get the bad stuff the good people get the good stuff no matter what focus on yourself and doing good that's right do good do good you know one thing that i'm looking at here about narcissism that narcissistic people paint a picture of how the relationship should go and who they're going to go with and they even have a visualization of the person they're going to be with so you know Paint a picture again. Picture a narcissistic person dating a woman that's a brunette, you know, but in his mind, she's a blonde. He'll have her dye her hair. He'll, he'll, he'll do things that make her fit the mold of what he's looking for. If she's overweight, he'll make her lose weight. If she's skinny, he'll make her gain weight. It depends on his view. If you see that going on in a relationship, get out. It's not going to yeah, change. Like, it's not going to change. My abuser tried to change me, and he he liked. I, I did have darker hair. He liked blonde. So what did I do? I mm. dyed my hair blonde. So mm. here I am, and my hair is falling out. So <laughs> the, the, I don't know no. if it's the stress or the blonde hair dye or the bleach, whatever it is, but my hair is falling out. So now no. I want to, you know, change back to who I want to be. Yep, well, they try to control every aspect of you. Well, Anya, you will get back to who, who you're supposed to be, who you want to be, who you need to be. You have children that need a strong mother, okay? You, you have friends and new friends 
that are relying upon you. You have all these listeners that want to know, how did you get through it? And you're going to be able to show them, which is fantastic. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I I don't want to take up any more of your time. So we're going to go ahead and close for tonight. But again, tomorrow, Fearless Fridays. We're going to do that every Friday, by the way. Uh, Fearless Fridays, uh, as Anya spoke earlier, statistics say most domestic violence attacks occur on Fridays, Friday evenings. And it carries over into Saturdays. Uh, The numbers are Mm -hmm. astronomical compared to every other day of the week. So we're going to start doing Fearless Fridays to prepare people for what they may encounter and to encourage them to call the police and and to to really be vigilant. And and we have to put a stop to this domestic violence stuff. And we have to do it, you know, proactively, not responsibly or reactively. Um, we have to have a proactive approach and get to it before it occurs. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. The website is v2sradio.com. We need you to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and, and just spread the word. This is something that Anya, you know, is taking on, uh, courageously, and we just need to show her some support. So, Anya, thank you again, and we will see you tomorrow for Fearless Fridays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Godspeed, Thank you, guys. Take care. Stay safe. Thank you for listening. We hope you found this week's episode informative and engaging. Please remember that if you or anyone you know is a victim of domestic violence, there is help please visit our website, www.stopdv.net, for more information. Together, we can stop this epidemic. Join the fight to stop domestic violence now.